Anyway, Jack, over to you. Let's go. Thanks, Julia. Morning, everybody. And um, so for our qualified tutor conversation this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little go at a masterminding if someone is feeling brave to share a challenge and a win. I'll just set the scene of this. So we're, we're offering from the 24th a pilot group for any qualified tutors for supervision circles. So coming from an educational background myself, supervision is something I had not come across until I was in the coaching field. Um, the thought of either coming into the staff room and saying like, oh, that lesson went really badly or goodness I just had the most amazing lesson and have all the judgment <laughs> and the comments um going on it just felt very odd and I actually wonder now when I've seen colleagues have to leave the profession because they're burnt out and exhausted and feel a lot of as if they've failed in some way which they absolutely have not if perhaps supervision could have helped more of us stay in teaching just because it gives you that really safe space so um the supervision circles are based on the health model. So my um, twin sister and partner in crime of Pursuit Wisdom Coaching, Lorna Davies, her background is in children's occupational therapy. And within the NHS um, health profession, uh, supervision is brought in from um, student level. And it goes all the way up. It does not require you to stop when you get to a certain level of experience. It's a prerequisite. And um, even just to pass your uh, university, you have to have number of hours of supervision and it doesn't matter how senior you are you still have supervision it's just a really safe non-judgmental space where you can bring challenges wins queries ethical dilemmas um great like really great ideas that you've had that you think oh this could actually benefit more children um and you have a safe space to unpack it explore it and then move on. And it helps to keep you um, safe. So when you're in that caring role, as we all are, um, sometimes taking on all that emotions and ideas and the worry and the stress of the people in front of you, um, you need somewhere to put it for yourself or else it just stays with you. Um, and that's what supervision can give you. So uh, we've run a couple of little kind of taster sessions on a few Thursdays. So Part of supervision circles would be a reflective piece, because when we actually reflect on our practice, reflecting our, our um, what's gone on, we can really learn from it and, and grow from it. Um, so we had a little go at looking at something that went very well for us. And we've also had something that maybe didn't go as planned or surprised us. And I think a lot of people managed to come to the conclusion that a lot of it wasn't in your control in the first place. Um, and also to just to forgive yourself a little bit that you actually can't control all aspects of all people. So what we're going to have a go off today is another element of supervision circles, and that is the masterminding session. So we're going to just unpack it all today, give you a little taste of it. So it might feel very unfamiliar to you. Some people might have experienced this before, but I'll just explain the format of it first of all. And just to be thinking, I'm going to set this on your reticular activating system in your brain. I will be asking for a very brave and courageous volunteer to share with us a challenge and or opportunity. And it's something you might want some clarity around. It might be something that you're pondering over or worrying about. And you would like to have a kind of like 360 look at it um, with the kind of hive mind, eyes and brains on it, like how to solve it other ways to do things. So just have a think, if you've got something bubbling away in your life right now that we could all work together on to help you come up with solutions and possibilities, that is welcome 
we welcome you into the space and, and invite you to do so. So the way this works is you have the person who is the mastermindee has one minute to explain their opportunity or challenge to us. Then the, the rest of us have three minutes where we can ask clarifying questions. And I cannot stress enough how important it is that no question is silly. If you do not truly understand the problem, you are not going to be able to give it your best ideas. So we have three minutes to do that so that we're all super clear on what the challenge and opportunity is. Then the person who is being masterminded can turn off their camera and put themselves on mute. So it's almost like they leave the, the room. And what that allows the rest of us to do is we are going to talk about their challenge or opportunity as if they are not there. The mastermindee, your role is to listen and make as many notes as you want on anything that you think, oh, I hadn't thought about that way or that really surprised me or, oh, yes, that would be a great idea. For the rest of us, it's really, really important that we do not hang back. We do not hold back ideas because the way this works best is when we all fuel ideas off each other. So this is not like a staff meeting situation, you know, when the head teacher says, who's got a good idea for the Christmas fair? And everyone kind of, you know, puts their head down and thinks, well, I don't want to say anything. This is very much like, please, everyone share your good ideas because your idea might spark off another idea and then another idea. And then that will actually become the solution that, that this person wants. There will be many ways to solve the challenge or opportunity. And it'll ultimately come down to what the individual feels suits them best. So there's no um, there's no bad idea. It just might not be the, the right idea that aligns with them and their values and their purpose. Then after the six minutes is up, we invite the mastermindy back in by turning on their camera and unmuting themselves. And they have one minute just to feed back their insights, inspirations, anything that they think, yeah, I was hearing that for the first time and it was like, that. that's what's going to help me the most. Okay, so that is how it works. Oh, sorry, my doorbell's going now. <laughs> I apologize if you can hear my doggies barking. Um, I would ask also if someone else could be the timer because whenever you do those personality um, tests, and um, it always comes up for me and Lorna actually, like, never be the timer in any situation. <laughs> You're no good at it. So I take that on board and I know it's not my strong suit. So Julia is saying that she can do the timer. So we have to be really strict on time, Julia. So it'll, I'll remind you what they are. But the first thing will be a minute to, exp like to explain the challenge or opportunity. The next three minutes will be for the rest of us to ask any clarifying questions. And we, we can make notes and ideas. Um, then we're going to have six minutes of mastermind D, camera off, on mute, while we all unmute and discuss the opportunity with any ideas that we come up with, anything that's sparked for us. Then we'll have one minute feedback. Does that all sound okay? Does anyone have any clarifying questions of me before we get going? Nope. Brilliant. So then the next challenge comes to who would like to be the mastermindee? Who would like to be masterminded? 
So just take a minute to delve into your subconscious and just think, is there something bubbling away that actually having other people think about it on your behalf might be really, really helpful? It could be something to do with your tutoring business. It could be finding new clients. It could be doing this particular work with a, a tutee. Um, it could be a difficult parent. Um, it could be something that's not part of tutoring. It could just be you are a human being and everything about you is important. If no one else can think of anything, I've got something that's only loosely. Well, sorry, is that Gillian talking? Yeah, it is. Sorry, I... sorry darling, you I went on. No, no, I accidentally, I was waving my mouse around and accidentally muted myself again. <laughs> so just saying, I've got, if no one can else can think of something, I've got something, but it's only loosely connected with tutoring. Does that? Yeah, that counts. Okay. You are a whole being. If we've got time, we might be able to fit in another one anyway. So, um, Gillian, would you <laughs> take one minute to share with us what your challenge or opportunity is, please? Um, okay, I have a 17-year-old son who has just gone to sixth form at a different school. So he leaves at 7.15 in the morning to get the tube and he quite often doesn't get home till half seven at night. Um, he stays at school to finish his homework. Um, because I mainly work evenings, it means I'm not seeing him. So I might actually cry. And it really upsets me. We don't get a chance to just chat anymore, really, and play with the dogs. And I've just been trying to think, is there a way I can finish earlier but still maintain my income? Because I'm a single parent as well, so I have to. I'm the only one supporting us, so I've got to work. And I love tutoring anyway, but I want a way of finishing earlier in the evenings, um, having more time, working maybe more during the day. Um, so, yeah, I don't even know if that's a minute or nearly a minute, but that's my issue. Thank you so much, Gillian. That was a really brief share. Does anyone in the group have clarifying questions? Anything else we need to know? Yep, just unmute yourself and ask me. <coughs> um, do you do... Um...
sorry about that. <laughs> I just got a message popped up said the host has lost connection. Lost. I know. I'm just wondering, Julia, would it be easier to if you put, made me host? Would that I, keep the? I just um got tucked out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're all we're all back in. So sorry, Claire, you were going to ask a really good question. Um, yes, I was going to ask. Um, is it one to one tutoring, face to face, or online? What is um, most evenings it's one to one online. Monday evenings I do small groups face to face. Right. Okay. Why did he change um, sixth form? Oh, because the school he was in before only went up to year eleven, so he had he had to go to a new school for sixth form. And weekends, are you? I work all day Saturday. Um, we we have some we have a Sunday afternoon to work together, but because he's seventeen, he also wants to go out and do stuff. But we do have a little bit of time. It's just during the week. I just feel we we rarely touch base. Mm -hmm. Can I ask uh, Gillian what time you work until in the evenings? Uh, so what's your uh, like working schedule? If he's home at seven thirty, most often I work till nine ish, give or take. And what time do you start? Three thirty ish. Three thirty till nine. It slightly depends day to day, but roughly. Yeah, of course, roughly. Uh, okay. Are all your is all your work UK based, Gillian? Um, nearly all. Um, last year I had loads of Dubai students, but this year I've got one girl in Cambodia. That's my international presence this year. And why? Why is the Dubai area not not happening at the moment? Um, I think I I, I did it through a contact, and she moved back to the UK, and she still has contacts there, but the the, the demand just isn't there at the moment. Through what her. subject are you? Maths. Okay, I can put you in touch with someone. Okay, so now we're getting on to the, the, the good stuff now. Okay, so Gillian, I'm going to ask you to turn off your camera and put yourself on mute. And we're going to imagine that you have now left the room. Yes, say okay? nice things. Oh, we will always say <laughs> nice things. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. As if other. Okay. And can I ask, Julia, can you put us on six minutes, please, and let us know. Thank you. So, team, let's go for it. Just chuck out any ideas that you can think of that would help Gillian out. I um, use a tutoring business mm -hmm. and my afternoon students from midday until three, four-ish are mm -hmm. all in Dubai because of their their contacts out there. Um, mm -hmm. So, and I'm maths as well. So... I can certainly point Gillian in their direction. It may, you know, it may not suit her um, because mm -hmm. I'm doing it through a business. I'm mm -hmm. taking a, I'm taking a smaller income mm -hmm. because they're charging what I would charge, and and therefore I'm receiving slightly less. But it is filling a lot of my afternoon slots. So right. that, that's that's a, a contact I can. I'm certainly happy to pass on. Thanks, Dee. Anyone got um, any other? Ideas? Yeah, I had exactly the same situation, trying to keep it very short. Um, I met my husband, who was a Monday to Friday nine to five worker. 
being a tutor evenings and weekends. When I very first met him and we were dating, we literally had Friday evening. And when it started to be, oh, this is going to be serious and we're getting married, um, I went out looking for something that was more Monday to Friday, nine to five. And I came across Nudge, which I know QT know very well. Um, and they work with children that are otherwise disengaged from school. So yes. they are very much daytime, term time organisation. So it, it does give an income during the daytime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Perfect. Thank you, Claire. Anyone else? I have the same problem with my youngest daughter who works on I Hardly See Her. Mm -hmm. but, so maybe... Um, has she asked him if it's bothering him because teenagers want to do their own thing um, as to you know have they had that conversation oh my video's off sorry All right. um, so have they had that conversation um, mm -hmm. as to how much it's bugging him because yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. And I, well, I just thought like if they've only got Sunday afternoons, if he knows, could that be protected time so that if he if if Gillian's got yeah. to work on Saturday, is that when he could see his friends and they actually make those kind of like they have like a regular slot where they, they meet up and they actually do something that they both enjoy? Um, there was another part of me that just thought could Gillian put her prices up slightly? <laughs> Would even just like a, a small increase make any difference to how many hours she has to work, even if it was I don't know. Has anyone got any other just anything at all, anything you could think of? Did anyone mention group work? a possibility it's 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 not it's it's not something i would consider it's not a fit for me but it's you know it might be something that potentially could be a, a larger income earner she's doing small groups mm -hmm. i think Gillian said that she does some group tuition oh, no, doesn't she as part yeah. of the mix i'm also hearing um some people have been telling me about their experience of actually contacting schools um that they might actually benefit from you know like kind of pupil premium i think maybe that's what you're saying with the nudge like there might be some budget for one-to-one -one tuition in your the specific area jillian tutors in to maybe get some children to or maybe offer like uh like if it works something that suits her I'm thinking like could she offer something around uh like getting ready for exams or like something quite specific that has like a bit of a niche and then that brings in people and fills up that group um for like D saying she's also got contacts with businesses that provide alternative provision and it's often daytime so maybe just actually exploring what that could look like um and seeing a different income could come in that way for her. Um, I feel like we didn't ask um, Gillian whether she needs to choose for online or whether she's able to go into schools, um, because yes, that would be relevant in terms of the different yeah. alternative provision options, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I was also wondering, if a clarifying question I didn't ask and I should have done is, her son's doing his homework at school. Um, is that for convenience or like if you could get home earlier than 7.30, would that mean that they could have dinner together or like, I'm, I'm so I'm just 
thinking that we should could have asked more questions around that of like his schedule that seems a really long day for him um Sorry. Sorry. Are you okay, Michael? Sorry, is it somebody yeah, else in the room? Sorry, yeah, no, sorry, it's just the door open. Thank yeah, you. That's all right. Has anyone got any other ideas? I was wondering about um I often find that even just giving one of mine, just giving him a lift to the station, um, and it's really only seven minutes down the road but it means that we both start our day with having had a conversation. So it's like a, it's quite a powerful little nugget of time. Yeah, maybe start thinking of like the the, the quality, not the quantity. And would that make it feel easier? That's six minutes, guys. Yay, well done team. Right, well done, Julia. Excellent timing, see I'd be hopeless. Um, right, Gillian, we'll invite you back in. And you can just give us just any feedback you've got, any thoughts, ideas, dreams. Yeah, I've, I've jotted a few things down. I didn't write everything down because I can't write that fast. Um, working in a school, I'm a bit disabled. Um, so I could, but it's a big deal for me. Um, I, my disability will improve. I had quite a bad accident in January. So things will gradually improve, but it's not happening at the moment. It is improving slowly. Um, the put-up prices thing, I, I always have people telling me to do that. I think I charge a lot. Um, but I, on another chat group a few days ago, people were talking about pricing, and I said that I'm a, a bit of a coward at putting up prices. And so someone I'd never even met online before dared me to. So <laughs> I'm going to put up my prices by a small amount shortly. Um, yeah, they who I can't remember who said it about about um, giving their their child a lift to the the station. I have started doing that, um, uh, and it's quarter of an hour each way. So we do have a conversation in the morning, um, and and that is better than it was. Um, the the things to bring an income stream in during the day would work well for me um, because that would mean I could finish earlier. I do, I have a couple of home ed students um, and a girl in Cambodia and a, a few things during the day, but not much. I mean, that would be, that would be a really good thing just to enable me to finish even like an hour earlier in the evening would, would make a big difference. And my son probably is fine, you know, putting his head around the door and waving at me and the dogs, but um, I'm not fine. He's, you know, he does love me dearly, but he's quite happy to go through his own life. It, it's me that's feeling the loss, I think. And he's my youngest and we'll be heading off to university in two years. And that's always like, you know, yeah. bearing down on me as well. Yeah, there's a lot of emotion there, isn't there? It's like yeah. a loss. You're grieving a loss of that yeah. time you had together. And there's also, I'm hearing, there's been a quite a lot of big changes. Yeah. Um, it's like your whole routine has changed. From... Yeah. yeah. So taking all the ideas, Gillian, what do you feel has, what do you think feel is a, the next doable step for you? Just one small doable step that can make a little bit of a difference. The put at the prices. Um, my, my daughter um, has, 
she she runs my Facebook page for me because I'm fairly technologically inept. Um, and she's going to do it over the next couple of days, put them up on there first. And then when people ring, I've only got about three, two or three spaces left. So I was thinking this morning, if I put up my prices and people think it's too much, I've not really lost out because I've only got two or three spaces left. So I'm pretty much fully booked. But yeah, putting up the prices. But yeah, no, that that's my little step, I think, to start getting right. a handle on this. And I think um, people were really generous with saying that like some places that you might be able to contact. Yes. So I think if you look in the chat as well, Gillian, there was lots yes. of little ideas flinging around there. So please make sure that you note that all down. Yeah. And for anyone else who um, it wasn't your problem or opportunity or challenge, but has it helped maybe shift anything for you like to just have a think like is there anything that you've heard here you think oh actually I could I could do that as well and that might make a little bit of a difference um you don't have to share but it's always just good to think when we're looking at somebody else's challenge and opportunity it sometimes releases some things for ourselves as well we can see into it so sorry Dee's just you can just so D saying, when I put up my prices, I offered my existing clients the current rate, provided they paid for at least two half terms rather than the usual one half term. Right. And was that was that okay, D? Did that go down well? Yep. Yeah, I had. Um, um, I don't have. Uh, I don't have that many who who come direct to me. Um, but I think I think two. I think two or three took that option and paid for two two half terms. They'll now go up to the new rate. Mm -hmm. They had that option. One client decided not, so they're still paying a half term in advance at the new rate. Okay, so it's like you're just giving people the opportunity to make a, a choice for themselves. And you didn't lose any customers? No, I didn't have that many coming direct to me, but now I didn't lose anyone. I know, I think pricing can feel a bit scary, can't it? Where you think, oh, what will people think? But, you know, yes, there is a, a, a living uh, crisis Um and so I think actually when you just explain, like, I'm having to just put my prices up, I haven't actually put my prices up for, when was the last time you put your prices up, Gillian? Last September, like a year ago. Yeah. So just that I, year, so you're I, just going to put it up a little bit. When I needed to write, to compose that email, I used ChatGPT to help write the email. Right. And it did a really good job. I only had to tweak it slightly. And I'm I'm, I'm mm -hmm. quite happy to share that with you, Gillian, if, yeah, uh, if thank that you. would be helpful. That would be really helpful, Dee, because I think sometimes just having that blank Page is oh, really yeah. scary. Awful. Awful. It's like, oh, what do I say? If you, um, have a if you have a relationship with 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 parents, um, which we all do, if we've been, you know, working with our children for a while, um, then I think, it, yes, it is scary. But with that relationship in place, it's, you know, it's it, you know, they are they will understand why it's why it's happening. I also put my prices up in September and I didn't lose anybody at all as well, if that gives you confidence. The only one where I didn't, I have um, a parent where I work with the two brothers, one's in year eight and the other's in year 11. So I said, I'll keep it at the same price because they're paying for two of them until the year 11 finishes. And then the younger one will go on to the higher price. And other than that, I've, everybody's moved up and not one person complained and I didn't lose anybody. Yeah, I've seen it from the other side that I had an English tutor for my son leading up to his GCSEs mm -hmm. and she put her prices up 
and you know, tutoring is expensive, but it, I didn't bat an eyelid as a parent. So I don't know why I think that <laughs> parents would with me as a tutor. And I tend to have a really good relationship with the parents, but I'm I'm a wuss. I can't. <laughs> I don't think you're being a wuss, Gillian. I think it's when you, it's <laughs> like the more, you, you need to value the value that you provide. So you think you are giving that that young person that hour of devoted attention where, I mean, think how diluted it is in a classroom. And you are giving them all of that attention. And, and just think back of all the, the children that you have helped and they've managed to achieve what they wanted to achieve. That's the value you are yeah. asking for and you deserve it. Well done, Gillian. You are incredibly brave. Thank you so much for that um, that share. Thank you. Yeah, thank you everyone for your insights. Well done. Well done. Now that now that Gillian has been brave, I'm looking at the time, Gillian. Are we okay to if anyone wants if anyone now has experienced through Gillian's bravery what masterminding can, can look and feel like? Has anyone else got another challenge or opportunity they would like the hive mind to work on for them? I have. If... Thank you, Muji. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. Um, part of it is I've been doing some work with um, an agency that works with Vietnamese students. Um, it's... I'm I'm looking to get out because his safe. I picked up a safeguarding issue and I said, what's your safeguarding officer? And he said, what's safeguarding? I've been trying to report him and I'm also looking to get out of the um, situation because um, they buy 12 weeks in advance. I have asked him to provide me with school addresses so that I'm covered. Um, he didn't even know that, but I'm having difficulty um, reporting him. I've reported into the borough um, because I'm not happy at all, um, having lots of arguments. And um, I think my only reaction will be upstead or because the borough's not getting back to me and these kids are, are all over the country. Um, and it's just, it's ridiculous. He didn't even know where some of them were going to school, where, where, what, what county, what, you know, so it's, it's made it very uncomfortable for me. I, I didn't realise um, that was the situation, um, but clearly it's all about the money. He doesn't know know anything about UK legislation um, and I'm furious about it really um, and I'm prepared to take a, a, a loss in income, that's not the issue it's obviously children need to be safeguarded, they need to be and it needs to be according to correct legislation um, and no I don't care what he thinks he needs to be shut down in my mind, or go through the appropriate training um, so that he 
can either appoint, outsource, or whatever he does needs to do. But he hasn't even done a safeguarding force level two yet, which you couldn't do online. And that's it, really. And it's not fair on the parents because clearly it's just a money, money, um, gathering of uh, things. And the culture is that they are very strict on their on their students, and they're forcing them and you to do these courses, um, and yeah, yeah, they're not fitting into the UK legislation. I'll shut up now. You don't need to shut up, MJ. That was really good. Thank you. Thank you for for bringing that a uh, very much a challenge to the group. Um, I'm going to ask everyone um, else now. We've got three minutes to ask MJ some any clarifying questions. Oh yeah, okay. Just so that we can understand the situation a little bit more. So it's there's don't need to put your hand up. It just it's just a kind of better if it's a free for all because that way everyone just kind of has has the chance to to speak. One question I had was, are you in a contract with this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like for T's and C's, can you, what's your, you have to give a minute, like notice or? No. Have you, no. You don't, do you have to put anything in writing to say that I'm ending my, my uh, contract with you? Um. No, I don't think so. Okay. Is the person, so is the agency in Vietnam? No, it's here. It's based in Barnet. So okay. But the child or children you you're worried about, are they in Vietnam? No. They're here. They're all UK citizens? Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Does anyone have anything else they need to they need to know? Is it actually held in a school? No, it's at home. Right. So are you doing online tutoring? Yeah, yeah, it's all online. Okay. Any other clarifying questions? So I was just going to say, when you've raised the issue before, I'm assuming they've just been totally unreceptive. Um, yes, he, I mean, I've had huge fights with him over the last few weeks when, um, and he just tries to talk about culture. And I said, I don't, don't care about culture. And when you're um, dealing with, it's UK legislation. You have to adhere to that. And if that's, the, you know, because, you know, they hit their children if they don't, in, but you, you don't in the UK. So that's mm -hmm. been one of the issues that um, he, that has happened in the past, but the school picked that up. Okay. Um, and so the, the police went out. So now I'm, I'm concerned. And I, picked up an issue you know when you've got that 95 percent okay it's probably okay um but five percent you, you you might be so need to contact need to to get hold of it and i 
specific I'd just done a safeguarding course, so I had the PDF. I sent to him sent it to him and I said, Do not contact the parents. And he did. So So that is yeah, it's really challenging and you're I can hear that the the frustration and your anger and outrage that this is happening. I've I haven't lost my temper that badly. My no, daughter's no, but actually you're... in the room at the moment. Um, she's come in, and um, I think Heather. Mm -hmm. How how much was I shouting at him last week? Yeah, like non-stop. Non and non the, you know the borough haven't got back to me. So today, one of my tasks is probably to phone Ofsted. Okay. And I Thank know you. I'll fill the spaces. So somehow um mm -hmm. but then you know it leaves the kids in the lurch but yeah. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay thank you so much um did anyone else have any other clarifying questions and then we'll just go straight to the the masterminding so i'll ask mj to turn off her camera and go on mute and we'll act as if she's just left the room and then we're we're just ask you to unmute and put some ideas out there julia is timing us six minutes Anyone got any ideas of how MJ can um, what what she could do? What's possible? So the safeguarding training that we should all have done. There's always a bit where it says any concerns you can go to the local authority, isn't it? Don't they mm -hmm. have an overarching responsibility for the safety of children mm -hmm. and get some advice from them? Yeah, NSPCC. NSPCC, because I, yep. I think I think Mary was uh, Mary Jane was saying that they're in different places around the country, and mm -hmm. she doesn't necessarily know, and the agency, whoever they are, don't know where they are in the country to know which LEA to go to. Um, yeah, I mean, my first thought was just um, go to the police, um, in the fact that you've. You know, I think she's she's tried her best to speak to the the man who's sort of like in charge. If he's not receptive to that, and we actually she doesn't know where the children are in in the UK. I mean, even if the borough said, "Oh yes, we'll deal with this," that we don't actually know if the children are necessarily all in that area. Um, I just feel it's like it's she's done as much as she can within her remit. And now I think it's uh, it needs to be like a police matter. What do other people think? I think sharing it here is really important, but it definitely needs to be shared outside of here. Um, it might turn out that everything's fine, but somebody mm -hmm. needs to investigate it, look at it, and she mustn't be frightened to, to do that, thinking, oh, no, what if it comes back on me? Children are possibly at risk. And that's to me that's serious. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I could hear um, Mary Jean's like the the emotion in her voice, and it is that kind of she's very concerned for these children, and um, she needs like to know that she's done everything that she can. But then it it comes she she's going to have to draw a line under it at some point and say, well, that's. But if this person is not um, following UK legislation, then maybe that needs to be investigated 
more it's definitely that thing if if some sort of disaster happens as long as you can sit comfortable in how you behaved and reacted and what you did for it it, it's that sort of thing if you look back and think oh if only I'd done x y and z that is a worse situation to be in than Mm -hmm. I tried my best Mm -hmm. so I would say as well keep really really good records of every conversation everything that happens that's of concern um because obviously the children in this situation are the, are the first priority, but I think protecting yourself legally can't be ignored as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Mary Jane, make sure that she has her support network in yeah. place as well. Because as she's chasing, dealing with this, obviously it is a mental and emotional strain mm-hmm. uh, to deal with. So making sure that she takes time for herself away where she can let it go talking to somebody even this is great maybe one-to-one getting some support though to uh make sure that she stays safe in it yes that's really great advice helen i I know because i think you can get kind of you're not appreciating the emotional strain it's taking on you and the mental strain of of, you can see that she's tried lot, like to you know, go down different avenues and it's that kind of being cut off like she's not making progress um she's absolutely trying her best to keep these children safe i'm just looking in the chat if anyone elizabeth saying local authority should be notified um i i'm not as well versed in this because the children i work with are I, it's local but if you didn't know what school the children were at or what the local authority was how I know Mary Jane said she was going to phone Ofsted if I don't does anyone have any ideas of of what could happen how that works I don't know how it works but if I was in this situation I would just go to my local authority someone would give you advice even if they say it's not us speak to this person I'm sure they're not going mm-hmm. to turn their back on you. No. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And my, I, I come from more or less the corporate world rather than the than the teaching world. But the best practice in the corporate world is that you keep escalating upwards until something mm-hmm. gets done. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. And you don't think twice about who am I going to upset? Who is this going to annoy? You just keep doing it until it's done. And I would actually, in a situation like this, I would consider something somebody like the local MP as somebody that where the book stops, right? That's an elected official, mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. got to do something, right? I mean, it's I mean, to look at it kind of selfishly. It's their career, and it's all the stuff that they probably work for all their lives. Um, so rather than maybe even a professional uh, priority for them, it's a career priority. So they have to do something about things. Maybe you know, as a maybe that's not the first step, but it's in somewhere in the chain of command would be would be the local MP because they you know they're responsible to the people in the in the area and um, and the services in the area. Hmm, that's really great advice, Michael. Maybe it's actually more like a kind of like blanket cover. You just tell as many people as you can, rather than just thinking it was this person and then it's this person. Maybe it's just is that the time up, Julia? Thank you very much. Right, Mary Jane, we'll invite you back in. Mum, 
Kiki, we can hear you, but we really don't mind. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay, love. She sounds completely delightful. I'm so sorry. Thank you for that. Um, I have been to the local authority who said, it's not my problem. I do know that I've got the addresses of the schools of the students, but he has other tutors. So um, uh, but I've reported him to Barnet and I've have filled in a is it a, um, a math form um, and somebody was supposed to call me back about that. I hadn't thought about the NSPCC, so that's a good call. And I think ultimately I have to phone the police um, because it's, it's a danger. It just doesn't know what it's doing. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so I, I can't... Um, I'm just looking in the chat, actually. Um, yeah. Um, the, so my local authority is not the, not the one. I've pushed. I've um, yeah. I've I've contacted them, but they said you yeah, right. You have to contact this person. So then I looked up, uh, and so I've been. I have. I have have been trying. Uh, Mary Jane, you absolutely have been doing more than trying. You have been campaigning. And I'm actually really saddened to hear how many people have turned you away. I'm furious. I mean, because it's just uh, ethically, it's it's ridiculous. He didn't even know where one of the, the kid that I had concern about didn't even know where she what city she was in. So I said, well, what, what do you do when you register the students? Don't you take their names and addresses? And then he came back, I said, I want the names and addresses of the parents. And they, he said, the parents won't give it to, to you. But here's the schools. And I said, well, I want the schools because I knew then I could report it to the school uh -huh. if there was an issue. And so I've got that cover myself in the interim but um I, he doesn't realize that i need that that that, that information mm -hmm. so i do work for a lot of agencies and um then it's covered and you know you've got big red flags or blue whatever reports a safeguarding issue um and he's just taking no notice of it whatsoever but i am going to phone the NSPCC. i am going to phone the police mm -hmm. um and yeah um an ofsted number and okay right I've, i'm taking that down oh, yeah. i felt as though that I'm, I'm really grateful because i thought if i raised it it might look so initially when I registered with him, it was an assumption that he had all of these in place. Mm -hmm. And so maybe I was a bit naive and stupid to think that 
he had got that. I mean, he even offered me a permanent job, um, which I was considering until I found out this. Um, and then he but said I think, to me, I think it's like it, it, that, okay, that might have been like an oversight, but then look at what you've done as soon as you found out. So you've, you know, that's just, you would assume because you're a good person and have good values that that would be all covered because there's an agency. So do you feel your next sort of like doable step is just to make some contacts today yeah. to reach out to maybe NSPCC police and uh, maybe it's like that kind of like blanket cover effect. It's like you're you're actually going to tell everyone that you can. That, MS, yeah. that your member of parliament is also a good idea. If they're actually hearing that when you've gone to this number of people, they've actually like passed it back to you as if like, well, that's not that's not my problem. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm then, intent. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know that Helen Waitley will do very much. She's quite useless. I can try. Um, what about um? And then I want to come back to Helen's question. And sorry, I know Julie, we're we're near time. Um, what are you doing to support yourself? Who is your support network in this? Probably my Other daughter. Other than obviously us. Okay. It's getting fed up with it, actually. Oh, yeah. Don't blame her, and she doesn't. You know. Well, see when you're contacting the NSPCC, um. Is there a way to ask if they have any support for someone who is, you know, going through this, having to report it? They might be able to advise you because I think it's really important that you have that space to like unpack this. Mm. And I appreciate we're doing this like live stream to uh, <laughs> LinkedIn, so it's not very private. When we do the supervision circles, it is not um, videoed. They are completely secure. <laughs> um, I think it's just really important that you actually recognise that you're you're doing something that feels really hard and challenging and you are being like meeting brick walls wherever you go, but you're not giving up. But that is exhausting and emotionally it's it's takes its toll. Um so it's just what can what could we do to support you? Can I just chip in a, a sort of thought I've had is a learning experience for all of us. I'm assuming that when you signed up because of the situation you've now ended up in, he maybe didn't ask you if you had a DBS. Have you done all this training? Can I put you through this training? So maybe red flags for any organisation that's trying to employ you, me, any of us in the Thank future. You. Is... Yeah, he did. All right, sorry. Go on. Yeah, he did. Uh, um, want DBS. Um, I, for feeling he did the safeguarding. Interestingly, they have a safeguarding policy on their website, which everything says, um, report to the police. Um, very badly written. Um, so. I think they thought that covered them, but they didn't. None. If he hasn't, he hasn't done it, and he's the founder. Then obviously there's a an issue. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. So do you feel you have a, a plan of action that you feel you can take today? And then perhaps we could, I'm very happy to check in with you later in the week, if that would help. Yeah, it would. Yep. Maybe if we could just... Because I also help. find myself getting wound up when I'm tutoring sure. a few students that I've got left with him. Mm -hmm. I've pinched one, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it would help. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, um, I'll get in touch with you once this is over and we can maybe have a little time. We could just touch base again, see how you yeah. are. Okay. Okay. I didn't realise it was actually stressing me so much till you said you said yeah. Okay, I can hear it in your voice, but it. your voice has actually um you could hear the tension in your voice when you spoke about it. It's that absolute frustration at the unjustness of it and the fact you're trying so hard to help and it's almost like everywhere you go, someone's saying it's not really my problem. It's safeguarding is everyone's problem. Exactly. It's everyone's responsibility. If I was walking yeah. down the street and I was concerned about a child, I'd go to the police station yeah. and say, I'm concerned about this child. If it turns out that it's absolutely nothing at all, fine. No, but he should, no, harm, no harm done. It doesn't matter if there's no, no. The issue is, if there are no concerns, he should still have that support network in place. Yes, of That's course. my issue. Yeah. Thank you so much for that share today, Mary Jane. That was that was really brave. And I hope it has alleviated a little bit of the tension you're going through. And I hope you don't feel so alone. No. Because you're absolutely not. Oh. Good. Good. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. That was brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant. What a wonderful, wonderful, caring community. Um, and support network you are for everybody. That is beautiful. Um, I'm going to pass back over to Julia. Um, thank you so much for everyone's time today and all your supportive masterminding ideas. Thanks. Thank you, Jack, for guiding us. That was great. And thank That's you for right. those who who've contributed. It's been really, really good. It's um, It feels so wholesome, doesn't it? It feels like um, we're having, we're each going through the same thing and by opening it up and that hive mind process felt really wholesome to me um, and helpful. Um, so I wanted to let you know that tomorrow's session at 2 p.m. is small business support with Tracy Robertson. Um, and I wanted to let you know that um, Jacqueline's kindly doing one more full-blown supervision circle for us next Thursday um, and that's going to be an opportunity for us to put all the pieces that we've just experienced together in one long session um, and that is the the last free taster of supervision circles before we start um, next Friday proper there is a fortnightly program over 12 weeks that we've invited you guys to sign up for the special link will be available for members in the newsletter tomorrow. Um, so you can find Supervision Circles on the qualifiedtutor.org website. And if you are a QT member, 
you have a very lovely discount, um, which Hannah will be putting in your members newsletter tomorrow. Um, so if you're not yet a member of QT, it's jolly well time you became one. Um, I hope you see that we are growing together in these shared conversations and that they're making a palpable difference. I see it in you. Um, and I think Jacqueline's beginning to see it as well. It's a joy to be able to make this change happen together. Um, next week is 9 a.m. on Thursday. That's exactly right. Um, and then Supervision Circles proper start the day after. Um, so there is so much happening here and we're supporting each other. Thank you so much for participating in this really gorgeous high trust session. I finish on time because that's how we roll. So I am going to thank my lovely friends. Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Dee. Thanks, Gillian. Thanks, Claire. Thanks, Helen. Thanks, MJ. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thanks, Olga. Thanks, Kiki. It's been fantastic to participate in this conversation with you. Thanks. Bye. Have a great day. Bye.